1: We are a family podcast empowering a generation of empathetic, creative innovators and citizens of the world. Today, we're diving into a world of mooncakes, ancient legends, and lanterns as we celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival.
2: Hello, hello. My name is Asher, and I'm your host along with my mom, Kristen. Before we get into our episode, we want to say a big happy birthday to Senna from your Valinda. And we also want to say happy
1: birthday to my Hagabuddy. I love you, Grandpa. And we also want to wish a big happy birthday to Aria in Queens, New York, who is turning seven years old. Happy birthday, culture kids.
2: The Mid-Autumn Festival, known as the Moon Festival, is celebrated by many countries in
1: Asia. It usually falls on the 15th day of the eighth lunar month, when the moon is at its fullest and brightest.
2: Every country that celebrates the holiday has their own unique
1: traditions, and every family might celebrate it differently. But no matter how you celebrate it, it is a time when families come together to give thanks and admire the beauty of the full moon. Awesome. The Mid-Autumn Festival has ancient origins that are deeply rooted in Chinese history.
2: Like so many things in history, we don't know how exactly it started, but this festival traces all the way back to 771 BCE, yeah.
1: basically a very long time ago. The festival celebrated the harvest of rice and wheat on the night of the full moon. Moon worship has always been an important part of East Asian cultures. It is also in Korea too. Yeah, one story about the origin of this festival is that the Chinese emperors in the Zhou dynasty worshipped the moon in autumn. But it wasn't
2: until the early Tang Dynasty that this was celebrated
1: as a real festival. It then became an established festival during the Song Dynasty and celebrations have continued ever since. There's a really cool legend that explains this special holiday. Absolutely. So as we mentioned, There's no one single historically confirmed story on how the Mid-Autumn Festival started, but there is a legend. Oh, can you tell us the story? It's the best story ever. Yay! You ready? Once upon a time, there was not one, not two, but 10 blazing suns shining super brightly in the sky. People were sweating buckets and the crops were dying. But a man named Ho Wee, who was an archer, which meant he was very good at using a bow and arrow. So Ho aimed his magical bow at the 10 suns and shot them down, leaving just one. To keep everyone warm and happy. Now, as a reward for his bravery, Ho Wee was given a very special gift a tiny bottle with the magical potion inside. This potion was so magical, it can make anyone who drank it live forever. Ho Wee loved his wife. Chang'e so much that he didn't want to live forever all by himself so he hid the potion away to keep it safe but then there was a man who often made choices that hurt others and caused problems and he wanted the potion all to himself so he can live forever so he snuck into their home to try and steal the potion and now Chang'e being super clever and quick, knew she had to do something to protect the potion. So she drank it all to herself. Chang'e didn't just become immortal. She began to float up and up until she was on the moon. She even had a little rabbit friend to keep her company. So Hui, who loved his wife very much, Missed her so much, he made offerings to the moon every mid-autumn festival as a way to express his love for Chang'e. That's sweet. A little sad though. (laughs) Yeah, but that's why the moon in Chinese culture is a symbol of family unity and togetherness, making it an important theme of this festival. And now let's hear from
2: some of our friends that celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival. Here's what they said.
3: Hi, my name is Pauline from Sweet Note Learning, where my children and I focus on learning the Cantonese language and Chinese culture. Our family celebrate Mid-Autumn Festival in two main ways. The first is we always eat mooncakes together. Mooncakes represent togetherness. We always cut up a single mooncake and share it with our family and friends to represent togetherness. There are many different kinds of mooncakes. Our favorite kind is the snow skin mooncake. My kids enjoy making this delicious treat at home together every year. The second tradition we always do is to take our lanterns outside at night to look for the full moon. It's dark out and the lanterns help light our way. You can find lanterns in all different shapes and sizes. This year, our lantern is in the shape of a rabbit and a lion dancer. During the Mid-Autumn Festival, the moon is at its largest. We usually take our lanterns for a walk in the park or around the neighborhood. When we walk outside with our lanterns, we are showing our neighbors a little bit about our culture. There are so many more traditions for the Mid-Autumn Festival. These are just some of the things my family does to celebrate. Hi, my name is Sunny,
0: the mom behind Spot of Sunshine Chinese, where I help parents in monolingual contexts raise happy bilingual kids in a sustainable way. I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys about one of my favorite holidays, which is Mid Autumn Festival, or in Mandarin Chinese, we call it Zhongqiu Jie. I have such fond memories. This is one of my favorite holidays because I remember celebrating it with my cousins at my grandparents' house where my cousins and I would run around their house with paper lanterns and sparklers and a lot of it happens I- at night, so it feels a little extra magical as a kid. And we also take pomelo peels. Uh, pomelos are kind of like grapefruits, but even bigger. And we would take the peels of the pomelos and put it on our heads. It's a sign of protection for children, but we just did it because we thought it was fun and it was just a tradition passed on. So I wanted to wish you all a very happy mid August
1: festival yes thank you so much for sharing Sunny and Pauline sounds like both families have different ways to celebrate the holiday but one thing that is very common for most families during this festival is the tradition of eating mooncakes yum, yum. Moon mooncakes they sound so yummy I've never had it before in Korean culture we don't eat mooncakes We eat seongpyong. Pauline and Sunny also shared with us that there are many different kinds of mooncakes. Wow, that's great! So depending on which region you are from in China or even other Asian countries, mooncakes could be different. Because China is so diverse and has so many different cultures and languages. Yes, there's Cantonese-style mooncakes, which is commonly found in southern China and it has a thin, flaky crust and sweet fillings like lotus seed paste, red bean paste, and sometimes salted duck egg yolks. Mommy has tried this before several times, and it is yummy. My grandma in Korea
2: loves red bean paste. I'm not sure if I like it, but it is sweet.
1: And Taiwanese-style mooncakes are different from other Chinese mooncakes because they have soft, stretchy skin like a bouncy toy. And inside, you can find flavors like juicy fruits or even tasty cookies. They also tend to come in different shapes, colors, and designs. That sounds so yummy. Yes, and there are so many more different styles of mooncakes. It's important to know that how they eat the mooncake is different for every family too.
2: Yeah, some families like to cut them into small pieces depending how many flavors and types they have. Or other families likes to have one mooncake per person. Exactly.
1: Sunny also shared about the tradition of placing pomelo skin on top of children's heads during the Mid-Autumn Festival.
2: Oh, I know what pomelos are. We learned about this fruit from the
1: Malaysian episode. Yes! Yeah, it's like a big grapefruit, but sweeter. The act of placing pomelo skin on children's heads symbolizes the wish for them to grow and mature like the bright and full moon. The round shape of the pomelo is like the full moon. We don't practice this in Korea and not all regions in China do this, of course. It all depends because every
2: family's different. You got it. And lanterns. Miss Pauline talked about beautiful lanterns. For example, some places use lanterns shaped like animals or special characters.
1: Miss Pauline said her lantern was shaped like a lion. Yes, the use of lanterns during the Mid-Autumn Festival in China and other countries in Asia is a beautiful and symbolic tradition that adds a magical touch to the celebration and how they celebrate with the lanterns is similar in many ways, but there are differences depending on where you are. Families in coastal areas might float lanterns on water, like rivers or lakes. In certain regions, they even have lantern parades. Lanterns are used in different ways by various families because some light them to honor their ancestors and bring good luck, while others may release them to the sky and send wishes to the moon.
2: visit one more country to learn about how they honor the moon during this time. Let's go! We're going to... Japan!
1: Japan. Our friend Koda is going to take us on a journey to discover how people in Japan used to celebrate the moon in a special, traditional way. And here's Koda.
4: Hi, my name is Koda, and I wanted to share Japan's version of the Mid-Autumn Festival. Japan has traditions dating back a thousand years called Tsukimi, which literally translates to moon viewing that have roots in China's Mid-Autumn Festival. Tsukimi typically falls on mid-September to October in the modern calendar and celebrated on the night of the full moon. The main reason for this is because September is a period where the weather is nicer and the crisp air makes it the most beautiful time to see the moon. People would gather on the nights of the full moon and provide offerings to the moon. These offerings usually included the Suzuki plant, which was believed to have powers to protect crops against bad things. They would also put out food like rice cakes called dango, which are ball shaped just like the moon and other recently harvest items like taro roots or chestnuts all given as offering to show thanks for the upcoming fall harvest there's also a legend that you can see bunnies on the moon who are pounding rice to make mochi this comes from the fact that when looking at the moon the outline of the dark spots on the moon look like two bunnies working together to pound rice to make mochi in modern times the Japanese don't really have gatherings or major festivals anymore, but stores and restaurants will begin selling a lot of items centered on the Tsukimi theme around this time. McDonald's in Japan, for example, will sell Tsukimi burgers, which have a circular egg on them that evokes visuals of a full moon. And they're delicious. Dongo is also a common treat sold in stores, and bunny-themed sweets around this time sold everywhere.
1: on the moon. I've seen this picture before. Actually, the legend of bunnies on the moon is also told in Korea, too. In the Korean version of the story, it is believed that there is a rabbit on the moon who is pounding rice to make rice cakes. The story is also associated with the Chuseok holiday, which you can learn about from the episode we made two weeks ago.
2: Wait, so Koreans and
1: Japanese actually believe there are Bunnies? On the moon? Oh, no No, absolutely not. It is just a myth and a cultural story. There are no bunnies living on the moon. Oh, man. But we can always take a look at the moon and look at the different lines and craters that we might see and imagine that there is a bunny there.
2: He also talked about dango. I know what dango is. They're mulchi rice cakes shaped into little balls, chewy and soft. I guess it kind of looks like the moon
1: because they're small and round and so cute. Yup, yeah. yep, exactly. But I'd love to visit Japan during the season and try that zucchini burger from McDonald's.
2: Yes, McDonald's. I like their Happy Meals.
1: To our Culture Kids family, we hope you enjoyed learning about the vibrant celebrations for the Mid-Autumn Festival. But now, it's your turn to ignite your curiosity. Why not try creating your very own lanterns at home? Ask your grown-up to help you gather some colorful papers, markers, and scissors, and craft your mini lanterns. Hang them up in your room to mimic the festive glow of the moonlight. Or you can even bake cookies shaped like the moon with the help of a grown up. Remember, curiosity is your superpower, and learning about different cultures from our friends opens doors to new ideas and exciting adventures. And if you have a special way your family celebrates holidays at home, we want to hear all about it. Grown ups, send us a voicemail to hello at culturekidsmedia.com or on Instagram at Culture Kids Media. We can't wait to hear from you. Well, we never end our episode without some jokes. Can I go first? Sure, go ahead. Why
2: did the moon say goodbye to the sun? Why?
1: Because it needed space. Oh, because they're planets in space, and they need space to be away from each other. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my turn. How does the moon cut its hair? How? Eclipse it. Huh? <laughs> Eclipse, like cuts? An eclipse is when the moon moves in front of the sun for a little while, making it look like the sun is taking a short nap. (laughs) I got it. Clever. So before we wrap it up, we have a special announcement. So in a matter of few weeks, our one-year anniversary for Culture Kids is coming up. We are going to have our first giveaway on our Instagram. So please stay tuned for more information. I promise you don't want to miss it. And stay tuned for our special Halloween episodes coming up in October. So hit subscribe to our channel and leave us lots of love.
2: We want to hear from you. Thank you for listening. We love you. Don't forget to make a wish on the moon. Bye-bye.